Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. Hey, I'm sitting here in the parking lot just uh, waiting to go back to the dentist. Yes, um, they worked me in this morning. Now I'm also going back this afternoon, apparently. Yay. Um, Not excited about that, but I thought I'd uh, share some time with you. And I had a great question from Elaine who asked, uh, what is your what is the purpose of you making junk journals? What is the purpose of making junk journals? And I thought that was such a great question. What is the purpose of making junk junk journals? And um, I started to answer her and I realized that it was more involved than the little space in the comment section could handle. So I decided to bring the conversation over here and expound upon it a little bit more. And um, so basically where I went for it with it for originally was, uh, um, you know, it's when I first came across the concept of a junk journal, I was fascinated that somebody made their own book. I had never conceptualized making my own book. It never occurred to me um, through school or through art or anything. It just never came into my my sphere of existence. So when that idea was presented, I thought, what a grand idea. That must be so fun. Can you imagine making your own uh, notebooks, maybe for capturing daily tasks or um, the grocery list notebook? And um, then I thought, oh, you know, if I was really going to make a book, what would I make it um, as? What would I do with it? And I thought, well, at the time I was learning how to do uh, watercolor. And I thought, well, why don't I? I had this um, a whole bunch of watercolor paper that is not bound and uh, of course I was just learning about watercolor and watercolor paper and it's probably better not to have it bound in a book but you can also use it in a book it's okay so I decided to make my own watercolor journal since I had all this loose paper and uh, so I cut it all up and I made my first journal I was so excited oh my gosh I felt like Oh, I, I, I was walking around like I had a newborn baby in my hands. Look at this. I made my own journal. I made my own watercolor journal. And, um, uh, of course, I was terrified to use it because I thought I would screw it up. I would put something hideous on the first page and then I would never be able to look in it again. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. It probably took me years to actually use it. But I finally did and I filled the whole thing up. And I'm feeling really good about that because it encases uh, my pictures in something that I'm happy with and I'm proud of that, that I created and constructed because I never thought I could make a book. Um, if you just Google or look on YouTube for how to make a book, there can be some pretty daunting, um, you know, complicated ways of making a book. And I thought, well, that's a little bit more that I want to bite off to chew. Um, and then I started to see how people were uh, morphing the idea from it being so complicated to making it much easier to create. Anybody could create them. We can use the things we have around us on a daily basis. And these books can serve multiple purposes. There's no real uh, definition of um, what a junk journal, in my mind, uh, it, what a junk journal is or what it should look like. It's kind of a catch-all phrase for many different things. I would say that, um, you know, there's the classic writing journal where you're just going to open a book and it just has lined pages or blank pages or um, dotted pages, something for like a guide for writing in some way, shape or form. But then uh, I think, I'm guessing, I'm thinking what happened is people thought, well, let me add something a bit, a little bit here, a little bit there for a little bit of inspiration. Maybe this can help encourage the person to write. Um, give them ideas, a little launching pad. And next thing you know, embellishments were born. 
this is all fantasy in my mind. I have no idea if this is the way it really transpired, but I'm just thinking it might be a logical path. Let's follow it. Uh, so yes, embellishments came along and first they were probably just rubber stamped and, and nothing fat, nothing uh, chunky and nothing like that. And then the books started to create a little bit more, they started to have a little bit more character to them. Uh, people were getting excited about the covers, about the different kinds of paper you could use, and a little way to decorate or uh, create these little inciting moments inside the book to give people launching pads. A lot of times a regular traditional um, writing journal will have prompts or a word or a phrase or a quote or an inspiration of some sort. Now, I would say the next thing that probably happened were, were stickers. Somehow stickers got added to these books and some became planners and some became decorations, um, decorative journals. Um, let's say it was not necessarily a planner, but it's a, a writing journal that has decorative stickers in it for em, um, emotional prompts, things like that, things to spur your creativity. And then the uh, embellishments leveled up. Well, maybe we could cross this sticker with that sticker. We could build them. We could build a little bit of a collage in the corner, if you will. And next thing you know, thicker embellishments came along and then all sorts of things were added. More papers were added. Fabrics came along. People started adding fabrics, this and that. And then it just went in every possible direction. And I think that's the beauty of it. It's that um, uh, a junk journal is hard to describe. Sometimes you have to hold one in your hand to kind of get the feeling of what it's really like. Um, they're different than a regular book. Um, I would say in general, one of the most unusual things that always strikes me, they're lighter physically than a regular book more often than not. I mean, if you just hold the journal when you've made the book cover and you've inserted your signature papers, all the normal papers that go inside a book before you decorate, the actual book is quite light, strikingly so. Um, I think also possibly, I don't know, I'm just putting this out there, that the adding of the extra things might be to give the book the weight that our regular books have so that we feel like we have a book in our hands. Um, it's somewhat difficult to get the signatures as flat as they are in a traditional book unless you use a book press or an elephant or you know seven gallon water tank something like that you can sit and press um, the signature super flat but uh, for you know just the regular person out there who wants to make books but doesn't want to invest in a lot of extraneous equipment um, you're probably going to find that your book is lighter than a traditional book. This doesn't make it worse or better. I think it's just different. And it, I don't know, it always struck me as odd. Like the book feels light. I think the book feels light. And maybe that's why um, I started making regular size books, but then they started to get more decorated and more decorated and more decorated. And that's not necessarily everybody's um, cup of tea, but uh, I really love to overstuff the, the for now, at least at this point in this day. And uh, it, it always, I don't know what it is. I just feel like it needs one more thing. So there's a lot of that that goes on. Plus I have fun adding the things and, 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 touring the book and and thinking to myself oh what can we do on this page this is a pretty pink page or a coffee dyed page or or it's just a regular page how can we spruce it up what what's in our little inventive tool chest today where can we go with this um so why do we produce junk journals i would say we do it 
for, or I could say I do it for the fun, the enjoyment, the relaxation, the pleasure. I also do it for income. Um, it's also a way for me to, um, I can sell my journals and it helps supply my little, uh, <laughs> I call it my crack habit of craft. <laughs> yes. So uh, one feeds the next, right? When you uh, you sell a journal, you're all, you can go buy more fun things to put in your journal. And it's just that kind of a relationship that that uh, many of us have with our creations where, um, you know, sometimes you think, well, you know, um, it's also a nice play- way to pay for the groceries if needed. Um, so there you go. That never hurts either. But why produce junk journals? I think it's also a way to leave your legacy because in every junk journal, there's a little bit of you. There's a little bit of your imagination and your creativity and the artistic side of you but there's also a little bit of your life in there Um, these are things that you have collected even if they're ephemera or they're things you got from the thrift uh, store or the garage sale it was your journey of going out and gathering these items and bringing them home and then assembling them in a specific way that yields a certain feeling and Um, You know, I think you can tell. I think when you look at a junk journal, you can kind of tell that whoever created that looks like they had an enjoyable experience. It looks like they had some fun. It looks like they created something that never was there before that reveals and expresses things. It gets to show you things. It gets to encourage you to look into things you might not have looked at. Like when's the last time you looked at an 1867 Um, you know, general store ledger and uh, looked at what people bought, you know, over a hundred years ago. Look how much they paid for things. Look, look, can you read a postcard from the 1940s and see what was really going on during the war days? I have the strangest bug crawling up the outside of my windshield. Hello, what are you? I don't know what you are. I mean you no harm. No, I will not turn on the windshield wiper. I would never do that to you. No, you are safe with me. So, um, yeah, uh, it is a way to educate. You can, I, I love to tuck in pages from field guides or from uh, different educational books or um, uh, anatomy books, um, met, uh, different uh, dictionaries, things like that. People can look at music pages or old accounting pages or just look at some old business letters that were written back in the 40s or 50s. It's just, it's really fascinating because. It almost seems like the right journal finds the right person because inarguably, when somebody gets a journal, they'll send me an email or a text or something that says, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got this journal because it has this postcard in it from my hometown or my sister lives in that town and she works at that Hershey's Cocoa Factory. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's kind of funny how the journal finds the the right person. Um, But it's, it's, it's also a fun way to hoard. It's like acceptable hoarding in a weird way because, um, you know, well, well what do you, why do you have all that stuff? Oh, I'm a, I make junk journals. Oh, oh, I see. I get it. Fine. No, no problem. Carry on. Carry on. And it's almost as if you're granted a the cloak of invisibility when they see you actually turning your mass into something um, hopefully beautiful, hopefully appreciated by someone else and uh, giving it a new life. So... Uh, why do we produce them? Maybe for companionship. Maybe it feels good to have a lot of books around. 
Maybe we do it because we can share this art form with others and we can uh, inspire and teach each other how to do it and we can create a great community of uh, paper lovers and friends out there, which is it is really a lot of fun uh, because there are so many people who have been bitten by the junk journal ju- bug and they're having a lot of fun with it and they're really, really realizing that, you know, fun doesn't have to be so complicated. It doesn't have to be so serious. And I think sometimes crafting can be daunting. You feel like you have to have the right tools or you have to have the right um, stuff in order to start. And I really want everybody to know that you've probably got the stuff already if you really looked around your house. And if you don't have the right tool, you can improvise because you're a crafter. Even if you haven't started yet, haven't even made one of these, you can still think, how can I poke a hole through this? You know what I mean? If you really kind of fine tune your little piano on that thought, you can think of a way. I mean, you might have a skewer, you might have a needle, you might have an awl or an ice pick. Um, You know, there's a a lot of pokey tool. I mean, you name it, you can, you can poke a hole. Um, so you might have a drill bit. Hey, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things. So I would say, um, watch as many people as you can pick up all the little tidbits from everybody that you can, because everybody leaves little morsels of wisdom and they won't even realize it when they're talking in their video or they're showing you how to do something, they're going to say something that seems so commonplace to them and it will change your world. And I had that experience so many times when I was early on watching others make these and I thought, wow, look at that. Look at that. And oh my God, she just said something that just totally changed my world. And, uh, um, uh, you know, I'm very thankful for those moments and I'm really appreciative that they shared uh, the way they did it or, or how they learned or um, what they did and what works and what doesn't work. You know, sometimes you have to ask yourself if there's a friction point or a struggle point, is there a way that you can remove the friction by altering um, your strategy? If you're willing to zoom back a little bit and look at it, uh, from a uh, broader stance, uh, from a global view and just say, okay, if this, if I could fix this, how would I do it? What would make it easier if I didn't have to push so hard, if I didn't have to squeeze so hard, if I didn't have to align something a thousand times, can I only align it once and be done? Uh, now, what would I need in order to do that? So you kind of, you, you start your own natural leveling up process, but I would encourage anybody who's remotely interested in making their own book, start very simply. Um, just take, uh, you know, make a small journal, like a, a you know, a, a thin, soft covered journal, no commitment, but you're just understanding construct. You know, you're just understanding construct. You're just starting to understand um, the spine and you're just starting to understand how many millions of ways there are to make a cover, make a spine, do the inside signature pages. Um, you can lay your signature pages on the outside of a cover too. You know, there are no rules. Um, your, co- your signature pages, that, those are the pages inside your book, um, they can go outside of the journal cover. I mean, they, I mean, they can go beyond the edge of the journal cover um, inside the book, or they can actually, you can add extra journal um, signatures on top of the cover. I know. I know that seems so bizarre. I should, I should show that so you kind of know what I mean. But um, 
there's just so many different ways to do it where you can break out of what is normally thought of as the traditional book and when you go into junk journal world or junk journal land and I use that term very loosely it's uh, everything goes everything goes you can take it any way you like it you can decorate it to the hilt you can decorate it to the point where you say enough is enough this book is done or you can make it a pure writing book book and maybe you are just excited about mostly learning how to construct the covers and the actual bookage itself as opposed to the heavy decoration or maybe you're it's like Christmas and you just want to decorate that puppy till the cows come home and you're just putting a little of this here and a little bit of that there a little bling here a little lace there and it's all good and then you're going to have the um the common uh i want to call it um everything looks like a junk journal supply itis where everywhere you go the napkin at lunch the newspaper you read um the you know direct mailer cards in your mail i mean everything all your packaging everything is going to start to look all your clothes you're going to start dissecting them in your mind saying okay i can use this for the spine i can use that i can use that as trim in the on the pages what else can i do i don't really need that shirt (laughs) you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna um everything everything will start to look like a junk journal supply and uh, that's a fun it's a fun place and it's a fun way to spend life you know um creating books nothing wrong with it i think it's a good solid um you know take in life why not and um you know um okay there may have been a few books harmed in the process but let's face it a lot of these books would have probably never seen the light of day again um you know there are a lot of copies of every book. So even though you take apart a book to use its uh, pages or its cover or something else from the book for other purposes, that does not mean that that book goes out of existence everywhere. There are millions of copies of that book everywhere else sitting on other dusty shelves and little corners and bookstores and things like that. Um, odds are not all the books that are out there will be truly appreciated to their full glory making junk journals gives those books another opportunity to be seen in a different way maybe you're just going to take one page from a book that you really like maybe you like the picture on the page maybe you like the um uh, uh, the writing the poems the the font um who knows what it is but uh there's something about it that captured you and you just want to bring that into somebody else's sphere by removing all the noise around that particular poem because you found it you pulled it out it's special to you you're going to put that poem on a page in your book or on a junk journal card in that new junk journal you're making and somewhere somewhere maybe not in this decade maybe not in 10 decades from now but somewhere along the line somebody's going to open that book and they're going to see that poem and relive that poem again that poem will ride on because of you you have made this bold decision in life yes and um you have to be okay with that as far as like are you okay you don't have to use a book at all okay let's just get that straight Um, no book needs to be injured in the process of making junk journals you can purely make junk journals without a book present you don't need to use the cover you can build your own you don't need to use book pages to decorate your book you can use um, you know scrapbook paper or fabric or your own doodles whatever you like you can totally create a book without ever ever harming a book and uh, I have um, oh gosh what's one wonderful lady she brought she bought my first few journals from me and I was so moved by that and she was an author and um, she had a hard time personally tearing apart a book because she 
wrote books and she felt pain when she thought of somebody tearing the book apart. I guess it was okay if I did. <laughs> if I did the dirty work, she would she would buy the, the junk journal. That was kind of funny. But um, yeah, I would try and, you know, encourage her to like, it's okay, it's okay. But nope, I don't, like last, when I, last time I talked to her, she could not bring herself to tear it up. And uh, that's okay. Because it's not for everybody. I know that. It, it's, oh, I, it's just a different way of looking at it. That's all it is. And um, so why do we produce junk journals? Well, for many reasons. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's also a revival of the scrapbook or the diary, um, things like that. This is the new modern version of the scrapbook and the diary. This is its natural evolution to something new, something different. What can we all sink our teeth into? Uh, that's something fun where we can actually have more play with the scrapbook often we would just decorate the pages but now we're actually making the pages we're making the cover we're decorating it our own style um you know that's that's fun that's really fun and you can take it as easy or as complicated as you choose maybe a better word than complicated is intricate maybe you want to spend a lot of time working on the fine details the intricacy the beauty of the design and that's that's not a bad thing there's a lot of beautiful beautiful art and in junk journals that is created by people who have um, intense amounts of gorgeous focus and they can stay on one book for years uh, fine-tuning it and and if they experience joy then more power to them I think it's it's a wonderful it's a beautiful thing and um, uh, there are some you know it's there's so many different ways to express the magnificence that can come out in so many different ways. Um, I'm always shocked when I see what other people are creating because I always say to myself, I would have never thought of that. I would have never thought of that. Look at that. I would have never thought of that. And um, so every time you make a book, you're going to inspire somebody else. I mean, I think it just naturally happens. Whether it's the person you give the book to or somebody that person shows the book to, or they're having a conversation and they'll say, you know, my cousin, she gave me this book. I think she called it a junk journal, but you should see this thing. It is unreal. And they'll go on and, and tell a person about it. They're like, really? Really? I'd love to see. Can I look at it? Would you mind if I just took a peek? The first recipient may not get it, may not be spellbound by the magic of your junk journal, but there will be somebody somewhere in time down the road that that book will come into contact with that will make a mark, will change a life, will open up a mind, will um, relive history, will reawaken interest in something, maybe doodling, maybe art, maybe watercolor, maybe writing, who knows? But at the end of the day, why do we produce junk journals? Because of all that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, it's fun and for the money. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I hope you've enjoyed this little uh, uh, craft chat on um, why we make journals. So I hope you're having fun out there. Way more fun than, than you've ever had before. Go for it. It's all yours to enjoy. Uh, happy crafting and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.